Hi everyone, this is Emily and Sama hosting Thai China. With cross-cultural studying and working experience, but both born in Shanghai, we have seen lots of information asymmetry from international sources and local perspectives. This brought us the idea of opening this podcast to show the real China to audience who are interested in this topic. The program will be released bi-weekly to present the fresh China through Chinese popular topics, brands, and high attention events. If you would like to know this country from a local voice, please enjoy it. In our podcast profile, we have an email address for any open remarks or suggestions. Feel free to reach out to us. Yeah, and I hope you enjoyed this episode.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, for this episode particularly,、um, apology if there's an extra noise because I just adopted a cat and、uh, she's still getting used to the environment, so there might be some. Strange noises from her. Sorry. Okay, okay. So today we are going to talk about、um, a foreign brand,、uh, already already in China for over twenty, almost twenty years. Yes. And、uh, it's Uniqlo.、Mm. I think Uniqlo is not a a famous brand in China. Also, they've already opened a lot of stores in in Western countries. Yeah, in China, actually, it、uh, it started in two thousand and two. I think it's also like the starting time of、uh, the retail market booming. Yes, and um, um, I think people get used to this brand quite quickly、mm. because it's really similar to how Zara and H M these kind of brands、mm. uh, first to come to China, occupying big shops and.、Um, Um, have a lot of、um, different products. Again, the timing of Uniqlo entering to China market is very good.、Uh, with the booming of the fast fashion market,、um, Uniqlo find its positioning right positioning in China with、uh, the low price of their products, but high quality、yeah. compared with、uh, other fast fashion brands. Yeah, also, one side maybe we will mention later as well is about its material、uh, innovation. Yes. So the heat tech、uh, products line, in general, is super welcomed in China market.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like I like that product kind product line a lot.、Mm. Um, also, it's very functional and、um, and,、mm. and with very good price.、Mm-hmm. Yes. So how to keep. The high quality products with low prices also one of things that we need to discuss. Yeah, and also I think the the whole shopping experience or including how the development of this brand in China、mm. looks very interesting because、mm. comparing to Zara, to Atram,、H&M, to Forever Twenty One, to Marks Spencer,、mm-hmm. um, actually all these pro all these brands they are more or less similar in.、Mm. What they are offering, or、mm. or or they have certain target group of audience, and they want to sell in a very cheap, um and um and kind of with fashionable、mm. style of clothes.、Mm. But the result is、uh, people are getting more and more into Uniqlo. But at the same time, uh, Forever Twenty One, Mark Spencer, these are kind of brands. They have already exited China market. Yeah. I think one advantage of Uniqlo maybe it's an Asian brand. So the philosophy of Asian brand maybe you know close to Chinese people 
and the, the rest fast fashion brands they are more close to western culture so the product design or the uh, market strategy also follow the western style so let's talk about the the market strategy of uh, uniqlo first yeah i think it's the the first thing they they've been doing very right i think it's about the market positioning yeah um the the whole strategy level they have set the positioning in in a very accurate way and mm. also very top down mm. uh, so so that's that's why um the founder i think he's he's really doing a good job in in setting this value proposition uh in a in a very good way yeah different from other brands they are not pursued for the fashion elements what they pursue is you know maximum profit <laughs> true yes mm. And also, I think it's also related to how Japanese is working. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very humble in learning from others. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the founder definitely learned from how limited and how gap has mm-hmm. been developed, but also combined that with kind of the um, spirits or in, uh, in grit of mm-hmm. Japanese to, to make the things to the perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The smart thing is that uh, the founder is not just a copy the business model of uh, the successful brands. He also melts into his own business philosophy and uh, do this kind of strategy according to their business strategy and uh, the, the feature of their products. So, you know, also focus on their targeting customers. They did a lot of adjustments yep. after several times failure in the market yeah i I read about it uh, saying um the founder or the business the family business itself they started actually with selling um suits or mm-hmm. selling just casual uh, wear yeah but it's not really that focused mm-hmm. but after one and one round of iteration they started to offer to a more general um public mm-hmm. yeah. and also during the process, they've been trying different kind of sub-brand yeah. um, for sports, for family. Uh, but mm. but these are like, there's no obvious advantage for Uniqlo. Mm-hmm. And also the whole supply chain, maybe a bit, it will be a bit too diverse to mm. manage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in order to um, focus on one brand and focus on their um, customers, so they... Uh, decide to just uh, do the new Uniqlo, this one brand. Also, uh, according to the feedback from the market, they did a lot of uh, improvements on their business model. Yeah, also, I think this is also related to how they are moving up to the value chain. Because mm. for clothes manufacturing, if you are only con- con- connecting with different manufacturers yes. and uh, you are just getting those well-made clothes after from them, mm-hmm. uh, it means there's no selection. And, and they are moving kind of very forward to the designing process. Mm. So starting to making decisions from the very beginning of their own, mm. um, make, make them to have more power or decision making in, in their own company so mm. they can choose the best thing for the audience. Mm. Um, and also, it's, I think it's very good for keeping the kind of alignment in their clothes mm. or in the style of mm. the products they are offering. That's true. So at, yeah, I I think at least right now when you are passing by a Uniqlo shop, mm-hmm. um, it, it looks very obvious that uh, this is a Uniqlo shop, and uh, yeah, even you 
tell from those um, T-shirts、mm. or a down jacket. Maybe the style it, it will be representing Uniqlo style. That's、mm. true, and 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 then the store image is very Uniqlo style. Yes, the yes. red and the very easy to see their products from outside of the shop. So all this kind of design or、um, those kind of show up reflects the.、Um, The founders' wisdom that you know,、um, focus on the customers and give feedback to the market. So they insist on that you know all these kind of、uh, improvements or their decision should come from the market. So、uh, Uniqlo did a lot of market research on the market. They even you know、um, deliver over ten thousand questionnaire or survey on the market to ask.、Um, The disadvantage or anything that you dislike Uniqlo on the market, you know,、mm. when collecting those kind of answer, then they do improvements. Yeah, this is this is really they are practicing lean startup、mm-hmm. or what we call they are creating minimum viable products、mm-hmm. to do a market test as、mm. as fast as possible and as、yeah. soon as possible and get the direct feedback.、Yeah. I think they are doing a really good job in in this sense. And also at the same time is、uh, after getting these kind of、uh, feedback, things、mm. like the quality is not that good、mm. or the sewing、um, is too loose. I I、mm. washed one or two times and then it it just go went wrong.、Mm. Um, upon all these comments, what they are improving is on their quality control.、Uh, mm. I think it's also very important when you are managing a manufacturer, also including the. Be innovation in the manufacturer to to、mm. break down every steps and、uh, to have the QC、uh, to work really to the extreme. Yeah, this is also very key factor for、uh, their customer to be loyal to this brand that they trusted their quality. Even you know their products are not looks very、um, fashion. More focus on fun- functional products. I I think also the interesting thing is、um, Uniqlo has always been very close to the offline market.、Mm. Although although they are,、um, they have e-commerce channels, they、mm. have many programs, they have Taobao mm. shops. Mm. But at the same time, their offline shop is always very very good、uh, for customer experience. Mm. Mm. And and for.、Um, This、mm. um, for for the feedback sessions or for the getting replies from customer side,、mm-hmm. I would say、um, the offline scenarios or that the platform Uniqlo is providing is、uh, very impactful.、Um, for example, in in the stores, they will also、um, ask because、um, mm. they they have the this one small booth or somewhere that、mm. customer can fee fee、uh, fill in some feedback form,、mm-hmm. and and I think it's. Um, in China, there's a term called、uh, "Hulianwang Plus" Internet、mm. Plus. Yeah. Um, you need to have this mindset.、Mm. Doesn't mean you need to put everything onto internet, but、mm. it's more like you need to leverage a platform、mm. to get um, uh, the communication flowing.、Mm. That's true. You know, they, um, they they not just uh, uh run the offline store as offline. They just melt their online idea into their offline store. Not like other brands that you know they have two separate.
business line one for online store in Timor or this kind of big platform, one line for their offline stores. But you know, Uniqlo, you can also enjoy their online service in their offline store. Yeah. Yes, I still remember most of the time when Double Eleven, the shopping campaign came on mm. Timor. Mm. Uh, what Uniqlo will do is they really give very big discount. Mm. Um, in in this already very big campaign, and at the same time, they will bring this discount to offline scenario as well. Um, mm. So the price, either online or offline, is always aligned. Uh, mm. I think this customer experience is really good. It's not. It's not like I will. I will be always preferred on online mm. shoppings. Um, because it's it might be it might be easier for mm. the supply chain management or for delivery. Mm. Um, but. Uh, but for 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 them, it's always the same. Yeah, this this is you know what we we have to give a big like to this, uh, those Japanese, um, business people. They are very they are, they are very focused on, even very tiny place. Yes. Yeah, they care. You will feel that they care of their customers. Mm. True. So you know, but talking about the their products. You know, one is interesting that we need to discuss, you know, um, given that Uniqlo have uh, different kinds of products or design or products, you know, how to keep uh, the, the stock, how to maintain that, you know, uh, each their offline store have enough uh, products, but not over. Uh, quantity products. This is very difficult to control. Yeah, it's uh, it's really about the whole from quality control of mm. for each step of um, shopping manage uh, shop management mm. to even management of their employees. Mm. I think what this particular Japanese brand mm. is doing very well is they detailed to every steps mm. um, to have certain level of SOPs in mm. place. Um, so people knows where to. Um, to solve the problem of too much in in one stock, or um, they know how how to how to leverage on the whole platform, either online or offline, to um, to see the retail result, mm. and, uh, and and at at the same time, they how they control this platform mm. um, to le- to leverage the numbers or even to leverage the people. I th- I think it's the key. Yeah. Also, they they will control the quantity according to the market response. This is also you know um ben benefit from uh, um they control the um the factory side. Yeah. They have their own design. This yeah. kind of um, again, it's like the decision power in every step. That's true. And yeah, I think also mm. just from customer experience side. Mm. I think they are also doing a very good job to keep uh, like just like Apple Store, how mm. they are aligned every um, visually. Um, yeah. For for an OCD person, um, uh, <laughs> Uniqlo is definitely one of my favorite uh, offline shopping. Very neat. Yeah. Very yeah. neat. Yeah. Mm. Also, I think um, that's really related to how they are managing their staff. Mm-hmm. Um, is to keep the staff ready and uh, at very convenient spots. Also, let them know when to keep all the layout setting very neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, they are not supposed to interrupt people's shopping experience. They are there to to, to help. Uh, instead mm. of in in some shops, maybe some um shopping assistant will be following you everywhere. Mm. Uh, this kind of style. 
yeah. So I think they created this kind of uh, uh, shopping experience, you know, before Uniqlo that, you know, during that time, the department store um, shop very popular in China, the style of shop assistant will follow you, such as like in only or very moda, this kind of small yes. shop, the shop assistant will follow you all the time that sometimes it will give you pressure if you don't want to buy anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, keep keep trying on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for for Uniqlo, I would say, also because the shop is much bigger, mm-hmm. they have to also control like how the staff can be supportive. Mm. Um. Otherwise, it will be overloaded mm. with staff somehow. Uh. Instead of um, uh, like putting more customers in 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 this shop, and um, that's that's partly I think, just they are doing a very good job in their in the, this human resource management thing. Mm, also, you know, it, uh, this uh, operation style can help them save cost. Since their store is very large, um, the unit price will be lower than those kind of uh, uh, small stores. And, and they can get a very good location because their store is yes. very large. Yes. Also, as an anchor tenant, the developer will be very willing to give them more discounts on their rent. So this is, uh, you know, several different advantages for, for them. Yeah. Also, one thing I really like about them is how they are doing the branding themselves and uh, doing a very good job in localization. Because mm-hmm. um, finding the right people to be brand ambassador mm-hmm. and to represent the lifestyle mm-hmm. um, or even just translation of their English or global slogan yeah. to the Chinese version. Uh, I think all these stuff they are doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. Also, I like their new slogan of uh, called "Life Wear," mm-hmm. and uh, in Chinese they are actually changing this to a uh, four character um, short term. Yeah. And and uh, although it's it's still life wear making sense, but when you are changing the translation directly, it's actually called close comforts life and mm. and i i think that's really what uniqlo is doing mm. uniqlo also collaborated with a lot of uh, um ip mm, co-branding co-branding mm. to have their t-shirts you yes. know collaborate with disney or uh, snoopy this is also attract a lot of fans of those 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 ip yeah i think not only ips but also some of the designers uh, yeah. which is quite interesting for me because the way they are doing it is only combine the new design mm-hmm. into one product line which is t-shirt mm-hmm. and uh, but at the same time they are keeping other stuff super aligned with what Uniqlo is uh, so so I think they, they are they're doing this in a very very smart way just again yeah. testing the market with a very small small product line also mm. you know this kind of co-branding is a kind of uh, advertisement for their brand right sometimes maybe the, those kind of customers have no uh, didn't realize of Uniqlo but if they are fan of this kind of uh, designers or or brands then they will start to realize okay mm. um maybe the level of Uniqlo is not that low they can they have the opportunity to collaborate with this level of designers yeah yes also you know i think advertisement is also one of the right things yeah they, 
for for them, I think it's also a bit different strategy from how Forever Twenty One, how Zara is doing in China. Because、mm. I didn't see that much、mm. advertisement of、mm. those Western brands, right?、Mm. But at the same time, Uniqlo is actually putting a lot of efforts in those metro,、um, big poster,、mm. um, and also、uh, even on mobile channels,、uh, mm-hmm. giving different. Content to、um, WeChat accounts、mm. or or doing some of those those kind of campaigns.、Mm. Again, yeah, I would like to say that Uniqlo more close to the Asian culture, so they really know what kind of、uh, brand ambassador suitable for Chinese customers. Yeah, but at the same time, I would say also it will be very interesting. Let's do a Muji episode next time because. Kind of same value proposition or、mm. same target audience,、uh, which is young people、mm. and people who want a a kind of simple lifestyle, right?、Mm. But right now,、um, Muji is not doing that great. Muji is not a low price brand, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah,、mm. Mm. yeah. I think for for these is、uh, we've mentioning things like、uh, value proposition. Um, target audience, um, the the business model, the product itself, the innovation of products,、mm. and something related to branding and marketing.、Uh, so basically, I think it's covering everything a brand need to have. Yeah. Um, and Uniqlo is actually doing very good in every aspects. Yeah, and during the recession of this industry, those kind of fast fashion brands. But during. The recession of this industry, and under the background that a lot of、uh, Western、um, big anchor brands already exit China market, and uh, even uh, some existing、uh, fast fashion brands start to close their stores,、uh, Uniqlo could、uh, you know grows、um, steady. Means is a it it means that they win the market. Yeah. And also, I think、um, echoing a bit on the whole market trend、mm. or the、um, how people is respond to、mm. to the new lifestyle,、uh, mm. especially during COVID.、Um, mm. I think people are buying less, and and people are buying with a more cautious mindset because、mm. um, maybe people need to save more.、Um, mm. So 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 that's that's I think that's something very interesting related to in a close. Value proposition as well. Yeah. So so you know I I'm curious about the next development or next strategy of Uniqlo, since you know for one brand if they uh stay in one status for a long time, then customers will be you know um tired、yep. of their uh existing strategy of operation. Also you know uh the the founder. He. Devoted all, almost all his life into this brand. Who gonna be the next、uh, for Uniqlo? Yeah. How to keep glory of this brand? Yeah. Is also a very interesting topic that we we will see. True. Hmm. I think he's born in nineteen forty nine. Hmm. Which meaning, right now he's already, wow, seventy two. Seventy two. Yeah, that's true. Who's the successor, and who what the brand or、uh, what what direction the brand will be leading、yeah. to? 
Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening. This is today's episode. Kimi no tabu. Hitahishi